Okay, let's see. Um, okay, yeah, that's a fair point. I'll give you a C. Okay, okay, that's a really good point. I'll give you a A minus. What the heck? Angus, what are you doing? Ah, Dr. Jeremiah, how are you doing? Ah, fine, I was just grading some papers and I heard a kerfuffle in, the, in here. What's going on? Ah, I am working on implanting tracking spiders on each individual item for Tasha. They let you take product home? No, I had to summon an interdimensional portal into the store so that way I could bring it home without anyone noticing. Apparently, putting tracking devices on each individual item is considered immoral and not according to code of conduct. Well, I mean, you know, that is a fair point, but I mean, this seems like a good idea to prevent theft. What is your idea? Ah, so, I've placed spiders on each individual item. As long as they make their purchase, these spiders will leave the individuals alone and they will scurry back into my beard. And if they steal from my store, these spiders will grow to gigantic sizes and devour the humans who dare rob from my store. So your idea to prevent theft is gigantic spiders and eating the thieves. Yes, my regional manager told me that there were a lot of missing individuals recently and he wanted me to get to the bottom of this. Therefore, if I don't send people to the Infernal Realm and give them a body count, I have covered my anus. By giant spiders and murder. Yes! Makes sense if you don't think about it. I'll go get the door. Ah! I have returned! Bring out the mead and mutton legs for my arrival feast. It's J-Rock! My friend, how are you doing? Ah, uh, ah. Uh, the J-Rod you know is gone. I have returned a new warlord. I... <coughs> oh, man. Sorry, I've had a spider in my throat for the past couple hundred miles. Oh, Javenger! Wow. I was expecting a little more pageantry since I returned, you know, for being stranded in the jungle. You are not stranded! I sent you there for training! I needed you at 100% to start becoming one of my lieutenants for the Cult of the Death Hen. I am giving you supernatural leadership, and you complain that you were sent to the Amazon. Not gonna act like it wasn't hard, but I did it. I'm back. I have one question. Um, did you bring my Jaguar pelts? Um, <clears throat> about that. Yeah, so... Uh, oh man, you wouldn't believe how hard it was to track these guys down. They're fast, but I actually kind of brought you a little homework here. What's what's that? <gasps> these are, well, see, there were three cubs, and I wasn't sure uh, what to feed them, so oh, I decided uh, to pick some berries I found. Um, I guess I should have tasted them myself, but here are two healthy jaguar cubs. Uh, you can... Technically, the pelts are here. I did bring the pelts. You have done well. These two cubs will form great allies. They will become my animal companions, and I will grow them to full health, so that way we may build animal titans 
to oh. become fellow soldiers of the cult of the Death Hand. Oh, who's a pretty little jaguar? Oh, yeah, you Dr. Are. Jeremiah! What, what? These are mine! No, they're mine. Mine! He gave them to me. They are mine! No, leave Trevor alone. Dr. Jeremiah, these belong to me. They will become my new animal companions and help me become warlord. Ow! Yeah, that, that's right, Maurice. That's right, Trevor. Come to Daddy. No, they're still nope, mine! Nope, 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 no, they are mine! You have your goats. Leave me the jaguars. No! Oh, God. Who's at the door now? Oh, I'll God. get it. It's okay, Trevor. It's okay, Maurice. Daddy will protect you. Oh, hello! Wonderful distraction. I mean, Martha, how are you? Oh, God! I, Where is he? Where is my Pookie at? Oh, I have missed you so much. Martha, you, you're not supposed to be here. I, I put a restraining order out on you. Don't hurt my jaguars. Oh, that little old piece of paper, that can't stop me from my love for you. I mean, there was the whole pineapple thing, but I mean, really, let's just water under the bridge. Let bygones be, you know, burnt embers. Oh, what adorable little furry babies. Oh, come to Mama. Maurice. Oh. Maurice, Trevor, come to Daddy. No. There. They're so sweet and soft and cuddly. Oh. Oh, 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 oh. Um, Martha, um, let me introduce you to a friend of ours. Martha, this is our friend Jay Venger. Jay Venger, this used to be, this is Martha. Martha and me used to date for a little while, and then she kind of went a little crazy, and then now she's back. Crazy? Was it crazy? I what? Mean, I mean, was feeling a little mentally unwell, so she needed to take a little bit of a respite for mental health um, reasons. No, you're remembering that wrong, dearest. You tried to eat pizza without pineapple on it, and my heart broke, and I had to leave to recover, but I've forgiven you now. You said oh, my aren't you? You're just so adorable. I just want to pinch your little cheeks. Oh! You set my car on fire! I missed so much! Oh, it was just a little log tap. She seems fun. Angus, distract her. No, I'm oh, dead not. You little I thing. will be over here, Doctor. You said you went to the jungle? Oh, yeah. No, quite an adventure. Uh, in my time there, did a lot of uh, meditation. You know, kind of ruminating the darker forces of nature. You know, just your typical vacation stuff, really. Doctor! Doctor! I have found this movie on your floor, and it is still wrapped in its packaging material. Why have you not opened this? Um, let me see. Let me see. It says Black Kulatic. Black Cadillac? Oh, I don't remember ever getting this. I don't remember who gave me this. What is a Kulatic? Uh, Cadillac is a brand of a luxury car. Luxury car? Dr. Jeremiah, you're telling me that you people need luxury for your transportation? Well, some people do, if it's a status symbol. I hate you high society Albany people. A lot of people hate the high society Albany people, it's not just you. Um, 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 hey, hey, let's, let's, like, well, since we're all here, and since we've all been on the podcast before, um, why don't we, uh, do this as, why don't we do this movie for our review? Sure. I see no potential ramifications from that decision. Anything for you, F.
Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome to Dr. P.F. Jeremiah and his Infernal Roommate Podcast. I am your host, Dr. P.F. Jeremiah. Salutations, mortals. I am Angus, the Dead Hand. The implanter of all tracking spiders in the merchandise of Tarjay. Ruler of the district managing of security. And I will tell you this, if you dare leave my store without paying for your items, my spiders will grow exponentially and devour your carcass where you stand if you dare leave my store without paying. On that note, we'd like to welcome two returning guests to our show. Returning back for another episode is the artist formerly known as J-Rock, now known as Javenger. Thank you for the warm introduction, Doctor. It is I, Javenger, first of the cult of the Death Hand, and first lieutenant of Angus, his infernal ghoulishness. It's good to be back with air conditioning and electronic screens and soap. God, how I missed soap. And joining us again for her second episode is my former date. Not following restraining orders, but hey, need to protect myself as much as I need to protect my infernal roommate and my J-Venger. Grace Martha Fokker. Oh, you are so wonderful. Thank you. Okay, anyway, today, the four of us will be watching a movie that I somehow not have opened in the many years I've had this. We are going to be reviewing Black Cadillac. Ah, yes, Doctor. Here! Allow me to unwrap it and put it in your digital video device. You mean my DVD player? Digital video device. Yeah, DVD player. That's what it's it abbreviates to. I don't care about your abbreviations. It's a digital video device, it says right here. I know, I'm, but I'm also saying that's what people call it, a DVD player. Well, then they need to put DVD player here on the device. I mean, they technically put the D part. Oh, just shut up, doctor. Here we go. When two brothers and their rebel friend escape a barroom brawl and pick up a stranded police officer, a black Cadillac follows them for unknown reasons. What starts off as an uncomfortable situation turns into a fight for their lives, and also trying to figure out why this Cadillac is following them, and what is the end game. Let's find out as we review Black Cadillac. Black Cadillac stars Randy Quaid, Josh Hammond, Shane Johnson, Kirsten Warren, and Jason Doring. And I must say, Doctor, this was quite the film. I fell asleep for the first ten minutes. I will admit, the intro of this movie was very, how shall we play this politely, boring. And the one thing I was trying to understand is why they were playing the trailer before the movie. That, that was a very, very odd thing that... Um, Oh, my movie did was play the trailer was play the trailer for the movie before the movie started uh, maybe it was just kind of an maybe it was just an error on their part I demand that we go to the production company and complain about this 
I mean, we could definitely do that. Um, maybe after the podcast. So the movie starts out where we have our three brothers, CJ, Scott, and Robbie here at a local bar in Wisconsin. Where they are having their jiggly old times with the women, drinking themselves out, and just having that stereotypical high school, college, good old time. As much as this intro played off of many, many tropes of teenagers and college kids, very bland, very predictable, and, uh... Very, eh. Very nostalgic, I'd say. That is a good word to say there, Javenger. Very nostalgic. Probably nice word to use for it. Well, what would you say then, dear Martha? Well, they really uh, dropped the ball with the car. I mean, as beautiful as it was, it didn't kill anybody. Yeah, um... I'm quite surprised by the lack of non-death in this movie. I will! We are not going over plots right now. Obviously, we're going very diving right into the spoilers, but there were many deaths in there. Did you not notice that there was a frozen cow? A annihilated deer? You people are savages only thinking about... I was very sad about the animals. It made me want to kill the sheriff when he was talking about hunting those poor defenseless creatures and I could only hope that he was going to die when it ripped into him but sadly he didn't die yet exactly you and I shall join forces we shall save every woodland creature within the area of Troy I will get vengeance for every buck and doe that lay their feet across our roads because they deserve the right to cross the street without having to worry about vehicular annihilation. The Death Hand has spoken. Eat your heart out, PETA. Ah, yes. We shall call upon all of our PETA brothers, and we shall unite to eliminate every vehicle within a hundred-mile radius. And we will eat their hearts. Is that where you were going with that? Yes. We shall eat all of the hearts. Join me, my two fellow brothers, in savory of our fellow dear brothers. Here at Dr. P.F. Jeremiah and his infernal roommate, we do not condone the eating of human hearts. Please, if you listen to this podcast, do not eat human hearts. And if you do eat human hearts... No, don't eat human hearts. But the humans... Don't, don't eat human hearts, Angus. We need listeners. Squirrel hearts... Man, they're tiny. They repopulate easy. Yeah, eat squirrel hearts. Yes! So after they leave the bar, they take their vehicle down the mountain, and all of a sudden they are obviously followed by a black Cadillac driven by two mysterious, shadowy-figured humans. Why, yes. At first, when the black Cadillac appears, our main character, Scott, who I like to call the Ivy League D-bag was thinking nothing of it, and was just trying to get as far away from them as humanly possible to protect his brother, Robbie, who I lovingly coined, aw shucks. And they're what can only be described as probably the most stereotypical bad boy I've ever seen in any movie whatsoever, CJ, who kind of looks a little bit like the actor Billy Burke, so I have dubbed him by the nickname Baby Burke. So after a while, they go down the mountain and they are no longer chased. And then, for whatever reason, decided to go all fast and furious in their sob. 
which probably isn't the best vehicle to go fast and furious on, decide to go down a snowy hill, decide to go <laughs> 110 miles on a frozen lake, do a spin, and then let Robbie, or aw shucks, out to go pee. And then, while they are out on their lake having their joyride, the ice cracks. While Robbie is peeing, he had to lay down and slowly crawl and be rescued by his older brother, just to escape the clutches of the crackling ice and falling into an aquatic doom. And after their near-death experience on the ice, the next plot point comes up in the form of none other than Cousin Eddie in uniform outside his dead squad car. And as they've spent the night gallivanting around Wisconsin, you know, they're a little worried about finding, you know, a police officer. But it turns out he just needs a ride down to the way station to call somebody to come pick him up and invites himself into their car. So now they've got their sob full of empty beer bottles and now a police officer. And I must say, why, even if he is of your local authorities, why would you just let him in your vehicle? Don't you people realize that just a random stranger in the middle of nowhere is not always the best sign to be following? But, he also but he's is. a police officer. You can trust the police officers. Really? Where I come from, there are some local authorities that take advantage of their high levels of authority. Unfortunately, there are some police officers that do that here in this world as well. We don't really like it. We try to shun them when they need to be shunned, and we celebrate the good cops when they need to be celebrated. I still don't know how to feel. I'm trying to get a handle on these cult of the death hand morals. You, here are your instructions. Get people to join. By any means necessary, I am teaching you the magic. But and don't... is the cop thing part of that, or is this an internal conversation? Why can't it be public? We need as many people to know about the cult. We need members. But don't kidnap people. Don't kidnap people. I am teaching this young lad how to do mind control. Okay, that's kind of in a little bit of a gray area, but don't kidnap people. Listen, I am teaching him how to influence people. I am teaching him how to show the grace of the Death Hand. Maybe there's a few enchantments here and there. Sometimes you just need to enchant people to to have that love that you need, the desire. Okay, fair enough. But two rules, Jay. No kidnapping people, and no using this for nefarious, evil things. We are going to take over the world, just tell him yes. I'm so confused. Uh, I mean, yes. Don't you use got the, Don't use this to try and pick up on young ladies. You may use this to get all the women you no, desire. No, no. Don't use this for young to pick you up young ladies. You may use all this to get the women you desire. Martha! Nope. No means no. Martha, please tell him he needs to stop. Oh, F, you're taking all the fun away from it. Let the boys be boys. Um, okay. Not really who I was expecting to hear that from. Uh, anyway, um, back to the podcast. So, I have to say that... The sheriff, he both prized me and disappointed me just a little bit because they didn't figure out he was a bad guy right away <laughs> because he's a terrible actor. But 
Uh, I was. I, I have to give him props for his maniacal face. I really appreciated that. He has crazy eyes, and I, and I like a good pair of crazy eyes. And according to this internet that you have on your magical phone devices, he was a wanted fugitive, the actor who played him. He was on the run with his wife. He must have been quite the crazy man for having to go on the lamb. That is probably the politest thing I've ever heard about Randy Quaid. I'd like to chime in and agree with Grace on Randy Quaid. I've always known Randy Quaid for being, like I said, the dumb, drunk, idiot, rando dude. Most specifically from National Lampoon's Christmas, all the National Lampoon vacation movies. And most notably, what I always remember him is in Independence Day when he was Russell. I was pleasantly surprised by the performance of Randy Quaid in this movie. Um, he really, he really used his aw shucks dumbness to kind of lull the our stereotypical two thousand teens into a false sense of security, so that way he can kind of get a good read on each one of them to find out who they are and what they're capable of. So eventually, our Randy Quaid, aka Charlie, left the individuals. He in the. <clears throat> after this giant car chase. But he was apparently shot immediately after leaving the vehicle. And then the car chase continued for many miles. They went up and down hills, and eventually they had no choice but to go and hide in the middle of the woods, shutting the vehicle off and freezing half to death. I mean... Not the most pleasant situation you want to ever be in, but uh, when you're kind of being chased by maniacs in a very nice classic car, you kind of need to do what you need to do to survive the situation. You know what they could have done? They could have left the car and just go walking in the woods. Avoid the roads. Just keep traveling north. Use your senses. Moss always grows on the north side of a tree. You could... You may also follow the North Star. You do not need to rely on the roads, but they were not using their heads. Now, normally, I would say, you know, take the back roads. You know, use the trees for cover. You really gotta use your brain. But tough when, in the dead of the Wisconsin winters, you're frozen out there like a cheese sickle. It's tough. It's a tough spot to be in. That being said, come on. These guys had to be out there for half an hour. When you're out roughing it in the Amazon for months on end with nothing but a sharp stick, some pocket change, and dental floss for my carry-on, you really got to make sure, you know, not to brag, not to humble brag or anything. You know, they did their best, I suppose. You know, just just you know, pack your pack your lip with snow like wintergreen or something. Just stave off the cold. You know, you try fighting off giant leeches and <laughs> protective jaguar mothers. Did you run into any hidden tribes while you were down there? Funny you should mention that. You know, the <laughs> the uh, eating human heart conversation from earlier is more relevant than you think. But I made it out with mostly all of my all of my fingers and toes. We still don't want you to eat any human hearts, audience. 
Yeah, did not smell quite as appetizing as uh, Green Inferno would make it sound. Although I did notice you have a bite mark in your ear. You're missing a good chunk of your, your left ear. Yeah, the uh, medicine man needed it for some sort of reading ritual. Uh, I'm sure you could guess that I was not as sold on it after the uh, after the initial setup. Grace, you look... You you seem to be unimpressed. Are you telling me that you can endure more than him? What trials and tribulations have you been through? Oh, anybody who's ever gone shopping on Christmas Eve knows they can, with it, they can withstand the Amazon. I know. I had to scour out into your Black Friday, and I may might say that it was the darkest of all days. Your shoppers are ruthless, and I would rather fight a hundred jaguars than have to deal with those ravaging, ravaging, nightmarish, foolish humans. Exactly. He'll have no fury, like a Felicia wanting $400 off of a 46-inch flat-screen TV. And then, of course, our heroes end up at a diner, and... For some reason, they lost power. And what does the lady do? The waitress decides, Oh, we're out of power. Get out of here. Most, in my realm, if there was gloom, dark, and doom days, you would at least allow the, the travelers to spend the night. But this is rude. This is bad customer service. And I will say, if I ran into anyone that decided to kick me out after giving me some food... I would have my vengeance upon them. I would smite them with my sword. And I would claw their eyes out with my eagle claws of fury. Um, me and Angus went to Apox the other night. And they basically kicked, they took our meal, took a, took forever to get to us. And basically gave us our meal and forced us out of the restaurant. We had to eat in our car. Angus was not happy that day. Yes. And I will tell you this. I will have vengeance upon that Sean. Normally I would say not to do that, but he was kind of a he was a bit of a prick to us the other night, so all's fair and love and bad service. Yes. I must ask Javenger. Yes. Grace Javenger, I must know, have you ever had terrible customer service? Being a gorgeous woman has its downfalls when the waitstaff, all they do is stare at me like I'm some crazy person or something. All I asked for was a rare steak. And they just were like, I don't know, they just stood there and stared at me for so long. And I don't really know why, but I, I it was very uncomfortable. I will tell you this. You have the beauty of 10,000 gorgeous sons, and that is something that the doctor does not seem to understand, that you are a miraculous woman, and he is very blessed to have someone like you. She, she exactly! He doesn't appreciate me, but he will. He will. I will make sure that I will set him straight. Dr. Jeremiah, come here at once! She keep my car. Dr. Jeremiah, I will tell you this. 
Sometimes women need to take their frustrations out, and you are not on your best behavior that night, young man. I demand that you go and apologize to her now. Do not make me call my thunder and my nefarious voice, Doctor. I do not have the time to edit that in. I hate you, Angus. I hate you so much right now. Grace, I'm sorry for the way I treated you the last time we were together. Oh, it's okay. Oh, I knew it, my little lumpkin. Oh, come here and let me hug you and give you... Oh, I'm so happy and happy. Would you do me the honors of going out on a second date with me? I thought you would never ask. I mean, I mean, do you have a friend that can set up for Chavenger? I mean, being in the Amazon forest for a couple of months has probably gotten him very lonely. We should at least try to set him up with a nice girl. Oh no, you shouldn't oh. have. Oh, I have just the person in mind. She'll be perfect for him. Um, can you excuse me, fellas? I need to powder my nose. Oh yeah, no problem. Okay, bye-bye. Hey, what did I do? Alright? Why are you trying to set me up with one of her psycho friends? Listen, you don't know what I had to go through the last time I was with this woman. And if I have to do this again for a second time, I'm taking somebody with me. And Angus, I don't know what type of woman he likes. And you're his number two, so you have to do whatever he says. Uh, yes, and I'm telling you, you do not have to put yourself through this torture. Shut up, Angus. You're going on this second date with me, whether you like it or not. What makes you think that you can tell my lieutenant what to do? He's living back in our apartment now, so I figure I at least have some sort of say in what he... But I pay more of your rent. We pay equal rent. Listen here. Last time, I contributed 800 out of the 1150 for the rent. You only put in a quarter of it. Well then, fine. Find somebody else that will put up with the crap that you put me through for these last couple of months, and then we'll call it even. Yeah, Jay, it seems like you guys seem like you need to- Shut up! This does not concern you! Seriously, this is an A-B conversation. See your way out of this. I miss the Amazon. You will stay here. We are setting you up with a nice lady. No, you're going on the second date with me. If the death hand so demands it. Ah, Grace, you have returned. What's all this yelling out here, boys? Can't you just play nicely? We were having an argument about the movie. Yeah, yeah, just movie stuff. I apologize for my voice. Oh, it's okay. That movie was terrible. Next time you should let somebody else pick the movie. We were irritated that once we found out that they arrived to the mechanic shop, all they had to do was bicker and argue. Mm. Yeah, um, I want to bring up one thing. Um, I'm not really much of a mechanic. I feel like if you overheat your engine and crack the, if you possibly have cracked the block, I don't think it's just going to be one of those couple parts. Screw some wrenches mm -hmm. and wham, bam, your car's magically fixed. It's a movie. That's how it always works. But it was good character development for Robbie. You see, that was the moment that they finally acknowledged him as a man. Instead of whippering and cowering in the back seat, he stepped up and became the man of action who offered the advice on how to fix the car. I must say that is showing that you have the guts that you need. And of course, it is not always the man who needs to be the one to speak up. I encourage women and 
other individuals to speak up and defend yourselves. If you do not, you will be trampled upon. Speak your mind. Speak your place. Oh, yeah. Now he's all for... Shut up! No one wants to hear what you're saying! Why do I bother? You know, there was one part of the movie that I really enjoyed, and that was the Pez candy. Yes, of course. I do not understand why CJ had this addiction to Pez candy. I want to go with it was probably a nervous like a nervous tick that he does. And when they're at the mechanics, they somehow manage to fix the car that shouldn't be working. I mean, I'm not a mechanic, but um, I figured a cracked engine is one of those things that cars can't really recover from. But I mean, hey, you know, beggars can't be choosers. Suspend your disbelief. Um, the plot demanded it. Exactly, the plot demanded it. And then, after, after the whole ordeal of their knockdown drag out brawl between the trio. A heartbreaking baby Burke finds out heartbreaking and tragic news. He runs out of Pez. Ah, yes, Pez. Dr. Jeremiah, what is the big deal with your Pez candy? I mean, it's cheap, chalky tasting candy that kids usually have, mostly around the holiday times. Um, um, I'm going with the mindset that they were replacing that with like a smoking or a drinking or an addiction problem you're telling me that this individual has an addiction to drugs in my realm we did not need drugs in order to defeat our foes we had potions we had magic we had enchanted items well angus a, a lot of the times people who have addiction problems try to substitute their bad addiction with Another addiction, but isn't really as bad as their original addiction. So the first thing that comes to mind is the TV show Kojak. Um, Tony Savalas' character um, was trying to quit smoking by sucking on a lollipop as kind of like his replacement. You're telling me that he is weak and he just not can't... <clears throat> he is weak and he's not able to just quit? You humans and your addictions... I will tell you something, that is why my demons get the best of you. You rely on your addictions, your escapes, and it has cost you your lives. Says the man with the fascination with goats. I do not have a fascination with goats. Those are my kids. There is a difference. Frank, you leave Trevor alone. Maurice... Stand up to Jamie. See, Dr. Jeremiah is their mother. He is setting them straight. I've been in, I've been naming them after Blue Blood's character because myself and Angus kind of bonded over that show. Yes, Blue Bloods is a fascinating show. I do love Tom Selleck. And that glorious mustache. And the beard. It's mostly the mustache. The beard! It's the mustache. The beard, doctor. Okay, <laughs> fine, a... fine. It's the beard mustache. So, there was something about the movie that did bother me a little bit. And it was when they were in the forest from the end. And they had all the the poor little animals hanging up. And they were dead. And their, their insides were just hanging out. And they were so sad looking. And... They did a close-up of their little sweet faces, and I just, I started to get so angry, uh -huh. and then, and then, 
I took a deep breath, and everything was fine. It was just a movie. But then they kept showing it. Ow. And, and they just looked so, so dead and sad. And I just... That's uh, my arm. I can't. I'm so sorry. I'm just so... Okay. Grace. Short nails. Grace. Short like, nails. Grace, let go of his uh, arm. Let Grace, go. give I, into your rage. Grace, let go of J. Vanguard. Give into arm. your rage. He's give into your rage and stop her. Hang, hang on. I've got I hit a those deer head. Do it. Grace, Grace. I think it's passing. Jaguar. Jaguar cub. Oh. Jaguar. Thank you. You are such a little cutie. Jaws of life over here. But I don't understand why they had to kill the animals. It made no sense other than just to to bring us back to remind us of his stupid story in the car where I hoped the deer was going to gore him to death. He deserved it. Grace, I have an idea. We shall go to the forest. We shall get all of the deer to unite. And we shall invade the town of Troy. And we shall get our vengeance and claim a territory for all dear to live. And we shall protect them with magic, weaponry, and a little bit of courage. In a not shocking plot twist that wasn't really very surprising and probably a lot of people saw coming a mile away, it turns out that the man in the black Cadillac was Charlie. <laughs> Our main characters were very surprised by this, but we, the viewing audience, after, were like, yeah, no, I kind of figured something was going on. And then you learned his, then you learned why he was doing this. You learned that you find out that Scott, a.k.a. Ivy League D-Bag, was gonna sleep with his wife. A wife that was way out of his league. And probably 10 or 20 years younger as well. I mean, that's not really anything weird in our society. Can I just point out that I'm actually kind of on the D-bag side in this because he didn't know that it was the guy's wife. Uh, so, like, he really, he he didn't know he was doing anything wrong. I'm shocked that I'm agreeing with you because he didn't. She didn't give it up. She was gonna give it up, but she didn't like give it up. If you catch what I'm saying, I will be completely honest. This was a giant plot twist that I was not expecting, and it was because I unfortunately fell asleep during the half of the boss scene, so I did not know that he was sleeping with a girl who admitted that she had a husband in the beginning. I apologize. We'll forgive you, Angus. We forgive you. Oh, thank you, Martha. Yes, I have a goat named Martha. Leave me alone, Grace. I didn't say anything. It's a good name, Martha. So is Farka. <laughs> he is a charmer, that one. You should keep him around. I... Don't really have any choices on keeping him around. You could say he's cursed or blessed. 
I'm going to go with Cursed. The jury's out on that. Shut up, Javenger! Yes, sir. And so then our dude bro trio defeat Charlie, defeat his brother, which was kind of a last minute introduction. And and then Charlie's wife comes to their rescue and protects Ivy League D-Bag and cuts down baby Burke from his perch as he was tied up horribly and in gruesome amounts of pain. And then Charlie gets into the black Cadillac chasing them down. Although, to be fair, the model of that Cadillac probably wouldn't have gone very fast. It was a tank, though, so it would have messed them up something seriously. And then, as it looked, as Charlie was about to get his revenge on Ivy League D-Bag, his way-too-hot wife jumps in front of him, and showing his last ounce of love and care for his wife, swerves to avoid him and falls off a cliff. And then it's daylight, finally turns to the morning, and they're walking off victorious. They wrap his jacket around his mangled leg. And then there's blood covering the letter of his jacket to represent the fact that he is no longer the pure and innocent one and that he has atoned for his sins. And then at the 11th hour, your most burning question from the whole film is answered. How did Crockett James get that trademark scar on his face? And it turns out it was a little round of roughhousing gone sour. Uh, Scotty God. didn't want to lose the streak. So out of anger, swings the gardening tool at his face, giving him his, his signature gash. It was his fault the whole time. That was a crazy turn of events. And I must ask you all this question. We all agree that this movie was terrible, correct? Seven layers yeah. of, seven layers of awful. So then why don't we get to the... Why don't we get to our epilogue portion? Javenja, how would you have ended the movie? Well, since this felt so much like an 80s movie, I would have had it uh, end with them walking away when a popular song from the time begins to, to play over them. And that one little, last little joke, uh, I think he said game over. Or it would have been even crazier, though, if the black Cadillac somehow came back and they set it up for a sequel that never gets funded. Grace, I'd like to know your opinion on how you would make this movie different. Well, I think that they should have made it more spooky-like. Like, take the drivers out of the car, make it all about the vengeful of the car or or they could have made it being driven by a deer <sighs> yes yes the deer that the spirit of the deer that was killed and he's really after the sheriff and that's the only reason the car is chasing them but they don't know it so they let the sheriff stay in the car until the very end when it's revealed it's the deer and he cuts him and he dies, looking up into the eyes of this spirit of the deer. I'd pay to see that. If it were up to me, I, if I were to add to the ending, I would tell you this. As soon as they are crossing the Minnesotan border, they realize that they are not in Minnesota they are back on the other side of the woods. And this would be a continuous walk. 
They are forever cursed in the area they walk, and the Cadillac returns as a ghostly vehicle, where they are once again playing a chase of cat and mouse. And forever they are cursed to be hunted by this Cadillac. That's dun, what they deserve. Dun. Dr. Jeremiah, do you have any epilogue conclusions that you would like to admit into this? Well, I'll avoid the joke of um, scrapping this movie completely and pretending like it never happened. I actually am going to agree with Grace on the supernatural aspect of it, but I was going more along the lines of, like, Randy should have been more of the representation of Ivy League D-Bag's anger issues and kind of be like the... Hey, if you don't get this under, if you don't get your anger under control, it's gonna cost you a lot. And like the black Cadillac could have represented like Scott's anger and like how it's uncontrollable and unstoppable and how it always needs to go on and go forth. And then at the end, it's just Randy Quaid reveals himself to be like some demon to show as some demon to show show to him that like you had your opportunity to try to better yourself. But you let your anger get the better of you. Now I banish you to eternal damnation. And then just get sucked down into hell. And like, and he only has himself to blame because of his pure blindful anger. I do like blindful anger. Are we sure that Angus is the one with the demons? Jeez. Listen here, you. I have demonic powers that you do not even wish to see right now. But you have angered me. Ule Kuchaka. Bromenoha. Hang on, hang on. Let's not, let's not be too hasty. Hey, yes, Lord, death hand, please. No, wait a second. Hey, hey, listen. We can talk about this, I thought. I, I thought you were going to be... Seriously, I... <laughs> just a joke, just a joke, please. I didn't I didn't mean it, I didn't really mean it. The ghost told me to say it. Um, Mr. Javenger, maybe just apologize to Angus and maybe this will be kind of swept under the rug. I... I... I plead for your forgiveness, Lord Deathhead. It's about time, Lieutenant, that you realize the error of your ways. You are forgiven for now. Hostile work environment. Learn your place, though, mortal. You will be learning magic soon. And I will tell you this. You thought the Amazon was hell. Wait for the next round. Soon your mother will be your servant for eternity. You wouldn't. There. Yes, I would. You monster. Then learn your place, Lieutenant, and we may rule this universe as General and Lieutenant. Um, if you'll excuse me, I need to uh, go powder my nose real quick. Trevor, Maurice, go keep him company for a little while. So, Doctor, while my lieutenant is powdering his nose, do you have any final theses of this movie? Oh, 
feces. Oh, Jeremiah is so good at them. He has such an eloquent speaking voice. And, well, I just, I could listen to him for hours. Thank you, I think. Anyway, my final thoughts. Get him, Pookie! Thank you. This movie really upset me on so many levels. As I stated earlier, I was really thinking this movie was going to go down the supernatural route where, like I said, Randy Quaid was representative of uh, Ivy League's anger issues. And then only to find out that the movie basically ends on, you cheated on my wife, I now must kill you. I was just like, really? Like, you went there? Out of all the stuff you could have gone, you went down with the basic way? <sighs> Whatever. And then my second thing that really upset me was, as I'm watching this movie... I'm just reminded that this feels like just basically a carbon copy of the 2001 movie Joyride. There's the three character set up, the evil car following them. The only real difference is, is that Black Cadillac takes place within Wisconsin and in the American heartlands, where Joyride takes place in like the western Wyoming, Wyoming heartland areas. And also Joyride was a better acted was better directed, better written, better shot, better edited, better... Oh, I'm sorry. Sorry, I'm sorry. My bad. I apologize. I'm kind of going on a little bit of a tangent. Um, what, Angus, what was I talking about again? Something about you disliking the movie. Oh, yeah. Well, my final thoughts on this movie. This movie's bad. Don't see it. Honestly, go watch Joyride. It's a better movie. And of course, now that we are done with this... Why do we set up your date? Oh, oh yeah, definitely, definitely. We can set up our double date between me and Jay Venger and whoever you want to set him up with. Oh, I just have the perfect lady in mind. She's you're just gonna love her. Can I can I call you Venture? Uh, might as well. Might as well get oh, used to that. Venger. Oh my goodness, she's just, she's beautiful, and she's so smart, wow. and she's so sweet. She's a little bit meaner than me, though, really, but you can overlook that, because she's just, she's so wonderful, you're gonna love her. Groovy. Oh, oh, hold on, I think she's calling. Oh, uh, hello? Oh, oh yes, I was just talking about you. I wanted to set you up on a date. Oh, yes, no, 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 not like that last one. No, this one's much better. He's so cute. He has that little patina of innocence on him still. Oh, but but he's traveled. You'll love him. Um, okay, yeah, cool. We're all, everything's all squared away. I look forward to this. Angus, why are you in the corner? Uh, uh, no reason. Go, have fun on your date. Enjoy your Oh, God, this day is already just getting weirder and weirder by the minute. Um, hey, I hope you don't mind um, thinking about Chinese. You you up for that? Well, does it have real Chinese in it? You mean, like, the, the people? Well, that, that's what it is, right? Chinese food. Um, no, it's mostly just, like, noodles and rice and chicken and pork. Oh, well, that's misleading, but still sounds delicious. 
Uh, cool. I I know this. I know this place that I like to go to. It's called the Rose Mandarin. Oh, how pretty! I'll tell her where we're meeting, and she'll meet us there. Uh, yes, um, I would like your house lo mein, um, extra duck sauce, and with, uh, brown fried rice. You too. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, let's do... Wow, this menu's big. Beef and broccoli, uh, with some spring rolls. That sounds... Oh, excuse me. That sounds fantastic. That sounds delightful. I would like to also have the beef and broccoli, but I think that I would like to try the duck sauce also. Oh, there she is, Amelia. Oh, you look so beautiful. Why, hello, <laughs> darling. How are you doing this fine day? There she is. Isn't she just gorgeous, Venger? Oh, uh, well, yes? Angus I mean, yes. Angus, is that you? What? Who is this Angus? I am Amelia. I am here to indulge in your Chinese food. Oh, hello there, wait to be a darling. Get me your nice, oh, your finest salad. Hold oh, the chicken, I am a vegetarian. So, Amelia, where are you from? Oh, I'm from here and there, dear. I, I, I've traveled, I can tell you that. Uh, yeah, that's an understatement. I think she's from Yonkers. Yes, Yonkers. Wonderful, I love Yonkers. We had quite the, the ball there. Do you even know where Yonkers is, Angus? Again there, Dr. Jeremiah. How? What is this Angus you're talking about? I never told you what my name is. Darn it! Hello again, everybody. I'm Jeremy. I play Dr. P.F. Jeremiah. Hello there, boys and girls, children of all ages. I am David, and I play Angus the Death Hand. And we would like to thank our two gracious people, Parker and Elizabeth, for coming on the show. This is Parker. Thank you so much for watching. And please check out Noble Skies on YouTube for fun gaming and podcast highlights. We also like to thank Liz for coming on our show. Thanks for inviting me. It was fun. This is my second time and hopefully won't be my last because you guys are awesome. And the show is awesome and everybody should just listen to it all the time over and over and over. Uh, but when you're not listening to this, you should go check out The Riffle Effect on Spotify. That's my podcast. Uh, it's a little bit more grown up. And then you should also go check out my writing on Patreon. That's Elizabeth Riffle. Links will be, a <clears throat> Links will be down below on our info page. So please give them a listen, a subscribe, and a heart if you can on their social medias. And when we're done with that, if you're not subscribed to our Facebook page, give us a give us a subscribe, give us some likes, 
and we look forward to hearing from you in the near distant future. And we would also like to advertise bacon. Bacon is the best. Amen. It's what's for dinner.